0: Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show starring Ramon Foster in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovacic back in Pittsburgh from a fun, fun weekend in Charlotte, <laughs> North Carolina. I really like it there, Moan.
1: Did you? I'm no. No, 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 no. no you, know you didn't. It was crazy. It wasn't the flight. It wasn't the game. It wasn't anything of, the, of that. It was something else that got you riled up, man. You
0: know, I don't know if it's got... I don't know if the individual event has me riled up because what ends up happening with these things, we're talking, of course, about the Marcus Allen thing. And parenthetically, Deontay Johnson had his own episode too. Yeah. But when you see these things as they happen right there in in a moment on the field, it feels very small Mm -hmm. in the context of the game. It feels very small. All right. 15 yard penalty. You doofus. You cost us three points. Okay. Yeah. Deontay cost him 15 yards later, they still march down the field, 91-yard drive. Beautiful football, right? Right. It's not until the next day that the goofy thing becomes a big thing. Why is that, Moan? Because you're on, you're on regular old terrestrial radio. <laughs> why, why, why does the regular old terrestrial radio thing just say, hey, here's a bottom feeder topic, let's do this?
1: Because nobody gets a real reaction to it publicly. It's where everybody can vocally say it, right? That's like, that's the thing. That's why it's easy to save this topic for a day like today. And it's also one of those things where <laughs> you get an opportunity to see it again, too. And you understand, like, man, that was really dumb. And then now <laughs> on social media, it's it's one on top of another on top of another. And that's where we land right now with Marcus, Alice, Marcus Allen's situation, the 15-yarder. I'll say this. Deontay's to me, all right. The level of frustration, uh, what do you want to call a shortcoming with him and his play somewhat, the criticism, all those types of things. All season, yeah. I can get, okay, I'm having a day. You just happen to be on the other end of my trash talking, and I'm going to stare you down, and I just happen to get caught by the ref. I can really live with that one. I can. I looked at Deontay, and I saw the look in his eyes. I was like, oh, something's personal going on here. Whether it's the 15-yarder or not, had we lost, I'd be really ticked off. But (laughs) we won, right? I get that. That's in the spirit of play. Would you agree with me on that one, or are you saying, no, Moan? you're wrong?
0: No, I agree with it, including the additional context that Deontay claimed, and it's a claim, that he didn't even see the guy, that he was just looking and acting defiant and yeah I don't buy that either but I do <laughs> buy that it could have contributed to his body language that he was going to get up and look like a badass no matter what whether somebody yeah. was there or not and the guy happened to be there yeah yeah yeah
1: so, so yes he part that. of
0: the game you, you you can and he's 10 for 10 on targets
1: Woo. go ahead what well, have a day right yeah uh Marcus's situation there's oh. a lot that goes into it to me for this one <laughs> Your the the punt block team is out there. It just had a great friggin' just just series defensively, which I don't think he was much part of himself. He was a zero part of it. <laughs> zero part uh, of
0: the defensive work there.
1: And if you look back at the clip, the entire special team unit was out there. And if I'm not mistaken, you see Benny Snell in the background. Like, where is fool going? Where is he going? And then he goes over to the opposing team's huddle.
0: First, he bumped somebody, yeah.
1: He did. We all got friends on other teams. Most of us do. The way connectivity is and stuff like that, I'm Mm -hmm. with it. I get it. But never have I ever thought about going in a huddle like that. One, because I respect the game enough. And second, it's just like, dog, like, either we're going to stop him or we're not. Like, there's no reason whatsoever to be doing that. Lo and behold, I truly didn't know you could get a 15-yarder for that. But in that moment, you deserved it because it was unwarranted. There was absolutely no reason to. And your primary special teamer. Remember, I just told you, I was like, there's a certain guy they need to step up. And I mentioned him. And he was like, Why are you mentioned him for?
0: I did, I you, did bite your head off on that one. You did, but this he, is the stepped up all right.
1: But this is the reason why, right? You can't be a special teamer getting 15 yarders for something so stupid and boneheaded like this. I get you're young. He ain't that young no more. I think this is no. like his third or fourth year in this league, if I'm it not is. mistaken. Yep. And, and you know better on certain things. Like, he's in a position of survival. I'll say this. Dirty Red, uh, uh, Tyler cabbage. he's a guy that's a special team. Rosie, Rosie Roosevelt Knicks. Okay, Rob Golden. These are guys that went after it on there and made careers out of it, right? Ole Adini, who just spelled his physical in Pittsburgh. These are guys that are known for the Marcus Allen, you can create a role for yourself to do those types of things if you get away from the other side of it. And then this is the other aspect of it. I know a lot of people at Coach Tibbs like, hey, you need to leave him in Charlotte. Make him ride a bus back home. Yeah, that's that's cool. And then, and I had might him be, walking. I yeah, had that, him walking with snowshoes. That snow may shoes. be part of it, but this is the thing. Marcus ain't got enough in, in, in Coach Tomlin' Emotional Data Bank to actually do these types of things. So why do them? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the portion of it that kills me. Like, Marcus, certain people do certain things because they've been around a long time. Like Marquise, or myself, or Dave, or Ben, or even A.B., Right? They're, everybody's treat, treated it evenly, but not fairly at times, right? Yeah. That's yeah. how it goes. <laughs> okay. Every, no, it's everybody's treated fairly, not evenly. Okay? Market situation, there wouldn't be anything even about it. Like, Marcus will have to just – I'm sure he was reprimanded. He's going well, to be fine take internally, us in there too.
0: Because, Moan, the, the real subject matter that comes out of this is, is there any accountability?
1: Hell yes.
0: Okay, but what – what, okay. What people want to see immediately is okay. And I'm talking about old school Pittsburgh. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Bill Cowher jutting out his jaw and chewing out the punter as he comes off the field, which by the way, Bill Cowher wouldn't do to non punters in game situations. (laughs) I'm just throwing that in there. Okay. He would do it to, he would berate his punters. Okay. Ah. But as, as this player comes off the field, People want to see him get whatever. Now, now Tomlin did talk to Allen. You could see it. It did not appear to be a pleasant conversation. But Allen wow. remained part of special teams. Um, what 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 actually happens, Moan?
1: Man, Monday. We review the tape. Victory Monday. Come in Wednesday. That's going to be put up. Because you're going to call him out in front of everybody. And I tell you, he has that that sense of making a player shrink. Making you feel like, man, I really messed up beyond anything measurable in front of everybody. It's a team accountability thing. He's going to call Marcus out in front of everybody. And from that, we'll break. Special teams up next. And guess what Danny Smith is going to do? The exact same thing. And probably tell him, I can easily go find a replacement for a guy like you. Easily. That's what happens in these situations. And again, you got to look at where, where you were. It's only four to six guys dressing on game day. So to say just replace him, I get it, but there's so many other things that go into play when you talk about replacing a guy. Let you him finish up the, the, the job. You got to yeah, win the game. You got to win the game, and then we'll address it then. That's where you're at when it comes down to saying you want to see him berate a player on the field. It's a different game, y'all, just in a lot of different aspects of it. I don't know if I've even seen Dan Campbell, who is as old school, I think, as any coach in the league right now, do that. Bel- uh, uh, Belichick this past Sunday on that boneheaded play that they had. I don't think anybody got berated then. It's a, just a different game. Those coaches they're just not in your league anymore. They're not. I don't think if you if you guys really want a guy after coach Tomlin, I don't think that's going to be the guy you get either.
0: But you think you you believe based on I, your decade plus experience in there that Marcus Allen's going to hear it. What about from teammates?
1: Yeah, 100%. They're going to look at him like, dude, that's about as stupid as you can get right there, especially from the veteran guys. You think Cam let this slide? TJ probably just looked at him like, really? And I'm sure Minka probably has something to say, too. Like, Marcus, what are we doing? It's, it's nothing that just passes by. It ain't. Not that type of boneheadedness.
0: When we come back, we're going to talk about some numbers. We don't do a whole lot of stats on this show, but we're going to get into some numbers that support the idea that the team's getting a little bit better besides the win-loss record. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster show. The in-between the segments is so much better than the segments. We should have like a premium service, Ooh. mode. We charge like money for the <laughs> This yeah. between to
1: oh. unlock, yeah. Then we got some content, we definitely got a
0: lot of that. <laughs> There's no question about that. It's actually so much <laughs> more interesting, too. That said, onward second onward. segment here. Uh, your Pittsburgh Steelers now rank 18th in the NFL in rushing offense and 17th in rushing defense, yeah. Now Neither one of these is going to get you a parade down the boulevard of the allies, (laughs) nor should it. No, but are they getting
1: better? Uh, You know, um, it has to be. You either getting better or you getting worse, right? They've capped a real awful couple wins here and there. Again, as I say, I know a lot of people will look who they play. That doesn't matter. They still no. get dubs. At the end of the season, we'll look at the quality of the wins and stuff like that. But just in general, you got some good dubs, man. And then the method of being able to get some of those. And, and let's just say this, too. Uh, you playing lesser opponents or backup quarterbacks also because you played the Ravens, right, with their backup. And you had to run the ball. As close as that game was, that was what kept you in the game also, right, DK? Yes. Considering what your game plan was. They have, and I said this before, they are moving the line of scrimmage. We're seeing the offense kind of catch a rhythm a little bit. I think the addition of having Jalen Warren and also Najee together has been good. And on the other side of the ball, too, uh, you got to commend – having guys that, that have an affinity for going to get the the rusher, right? That's what you need. Again, I, I spotlighted Devin Bush, man, and watching him hit the gap the way he did this past weekend. Which I he did. Which very he good. did. Yeah. And, and incorporating Terrell has been really good in the run game. That You said that first and foremost early on. You said Terrell Edmonds is a guy that needs to play
0: close to the line of scrimmage. And he did. He did. He did. They, they had him up there a lot. Yes,
1: uh, and, and another one that gets overshadowed because he plinks, makes so many plays through the air, man, Minka. Minka's good against the run, it's and you realistic. know when He's I realistic. went, when I went back, there was one player. Okay, there was one player that made me say, "Damn, this this is a different sport." You want to know who that player is? It's Minka.
0: Oh, okay. when I
1: saw Minka, and I know guys are big, like thick, like you see necks. Yeah, Like my not. neck now is getting <laughs> skinny, right? Like yeah, yeah. my shoulders, my traps are down a little bit now. When I saw Minka, I was, uh, sc- excuse me, I was just like, damn. I was like, dude is big. And he ain't tall. What is no. Minka, 5'11"? Uh, he,
0: he could push six feet.
1: Is he pushing six feet? Yeah, but yeah. But I'm, I'm telling y'all, if y'all see Mika in person, and, and, and you like really judge him next to a normal size guy, you'd be like, yeah, he's that good. And I brought that up just to say, like, his run support is also
0: elite too. He he's don't miss such much. A good tackler, yeah, he's he's also- just, <laughs> it, yeah. It's not so much that he's bowling you over; it's just no. that he's got immaculate. uh technique he's
1: built for it man that you was ha- that ha- hate to see, see him up one. there you hate yeah, to see him wasted
0: do. up there you want him uh-huh. getting his hands on the football yeah but i just overall you know as we've we've spent so much time focusing on trenches and rightly so because i yeah. still think that's going to be the area that this team has to shore up uh, both oh. for the short term and the long term but when i look at this group right now look we can get into schedule stuff moan because it, it's it's funny now how the cynics Whenever the Steelers beat the Panthers, yeah. or now I'm starting to see this, this line that's used commonly now, how the Steelers are the NFC South champs because they oh. went 4-0 and o against the division. <laughs> and then 2-8 and eight against everybody else in the NFL. Okay, wonderful. Go ahead and have your fun with that. But the same cynics weren't affording the Steelers any leeway when they were nope. going back-to-back with nope. uh, Miami and Philadelphia, and then they were going up to Buffalo and getting creamed, and nope. they were just like, well, what was the standard? But no one said, hey, this is a really, really tough schedule, which it exactly. was. It was a This was a night-then-day schedule. Yeah,
1: absolutely, man. But nobody wants that because they want it on their own narrative. Though We even mentioned, like, boy, we right. get through this one. Gosh, that's all we were saying, just get through this get one. Get through it. And, and, and this didn't.
0: is – They didn't. No,
1: they didn't. They didn't. But (laughs) you look at some of those scores, though, and you say to yourself, close enough. The New England game, close enough, right? Like you kept that one. Very close enough. The Jets, close enough. Like, seriously, like going through it. Tampa, you get them. And I mean, even so, Miami, 16-10. Look what they're doing throughout the rest of their season. That's a good team. Like Philly. Yeah, they're they're just wiping everybody clean.
0: Two teams just completely. Crushed them, and that was the ones that you would have expected. That's Buffalo exactly. and Philadelphia, and they've done but, it to everybody.
1: But but the thing that you said as far as, like, trending up when it comes down to this team, though, DK, especially when I say the run defense, because if we can control the, the line of scrimmage, which we, we've we shown somewhat as of late, even in the loss to Baltimore, you kind of control the line of scrimmage enough to where you stayed in the game. The teams that burned a man was Cleveland for 171, and you got to see Cleveland again. OK, and that's and Nick
0: uh, Chubb, too. And I mean, I mean, that's the one area where Cleveland's going to do that to everybody. It's obviously yes. not a great football team. But
1: but, but we got to be good because I've seen other teams kind of shut them down, though, too. Right. And right. the other team was Baltimore. They put 215, but that's all they did that game. They were in the same situation as we were. Ty Huntley wasn't going to throw to anybody. So you know what you were getting? He just couldn't stop it. Those two you got to see again. And those are the games I'm hoping that trend that you're speaking about specifically defensively. Has to to show his head again.
0: Yeah, I just, I, I think this is a very, very difficult season to evaluate overall because of the yeah. the day then or the night then day schedule, where you say, well, what what what's real here? Yeah, um, yeah. you know, is it getting completely crushed by the better teams? Is it being four zero against a rotten division? <laughs> uh, I I don't know. It's almost like you have to break down. I don't envy this the Steelers having to break down individual facets and saying, okay, well, here's this yeah. is what, what really counts here. Because you're you're facing different types of players too. Uh, if on. you if you're a defensive lineman, for example, who gets to the backfield but doesn't finish plays, how do you evaluate, for example, the game against Matt Ryan? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's who true. just
0: who just stood there and they overran him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs>
1: And and of course we we we've kinda acknowledged this and I know this is gonna be the off season off season conversation for us just in general though, DK, is the 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 youth movement that's kind of somewhat started has to grow up even more, right? Yes. Uh, we look at uh Dan Moore situation we look at what the youngness is in Kevin Dotson I know he's not a super young guy but he's still early starter in his league there's new starters that are at, on the line in general and then defensively what are you at as far as linebackers you got Miles Jack in and out you got Devin Bush trying to find his way and Spillane I mean you, you see what I'm saying so many different pieces everywhere that you that that you really just have to break down and evaluate
0: yeah, it's it's going to be a chore, that's for sure. Omar Khan, his evaluators, the internal people. There's a lot, a lot of work ahead. You know what else is ahead, Moan? Uh, hey, Moan. That's right, pal. When we come back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time for the only segment that matters. That's always brought to you by the get-go cafe and market where quality is at the core of every menu item three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub burger salad wrap drink and half is crafted for craveability order your favorite entry at the get-go cafe and market today better believe it oh, we got a we got a good one today let's hear it yeah this one comes from chris who says hang on i'm gonna back up on this one he's got okay. a couple of exclamation points here Hey, Moan, with the O-line seemingly improving every week, should we start giving some credit to Pat Meyer, the the O-line coach? I know the bulk of the credit should always go to the players themselves, mm-hmm. but we tend to bury anyone who's not named Mike Munchak. <laughs> he's, he's right, though, and you do the same thing. I, all I hear is munch this, munch that, munch like you never had another coach there. And when it's
1: good, it's good. Mm-hmm. OK, and there's mm-hmm. a standard to it. The same way you guys mentioned to me about cowards and his, his ways. Yeah. or you like you, everyone is good is good. And I'm sure somebody would drop a term in Tomlin and Tomlin in his ways or, you know, uh, Dan Rooney versus Art Rooney. There's a lot of those contrasts. And the thing that we have here is history. Uh, as a Steeler fan and Steeler former Steeler, and no, I, Jack Kearney told me I'm always a Steeler. Don't ever mention yeah, former, don't say Steeler. former
0: Steeler, retired
1: yeah. Steeler, okay, <laughs> uh, for life, by the way, and uh, just okay, Pat Meyer and the job he's done. It's been tough, uh, and maybe no, nah, screw that. You paid to do a job and teach a job right, right? And well, we can't but ever there are varying
0: that. degrees. And, there, I, and, and if I, I were wanna, being devil's advocate here, I'd point out that coach Munch who everybody celebrates came into a pretty good situation with who he had there yourself included
1: yeah it was a good situation but he really had to break us down too and and really make something of it so yeah it's it's apples and oranges in a sense of what we're judging yeah here. uh but yeah he has to get credit he has to get recognition when it comes down to those guys finally bringing it together and you even said their moves are changing in the locker room uh and and the, the one thing that I've been kind of trying to explain to people, because it seemed like the offensive line on, on multiple teams are just reeling or people trying to find out what's the best solution to actually having a good OL. And I'm glad that highlight is being brought up because now it's, it's more of a of, of an important position to actually have and look at when it comes down to what it takes to build a team. you got to have a little bit of old and maturity in that. You got to have some youthfulness and you got to have athleticism and you got to have some grunt work, guys. And finding those guys within one or two years can be hard at times, unless, like you said, you have a pounce, a Dave, an Al, a me, a Gil. You know what I'm saying? Like it's hard to actually go get those guys and find them. And building the OL is also overtime. I can acknowledge that, saying that I wasn't what I was in year two when I started multiple games to where I was in about year four and five. There is a difference. And to have that group kind of come together and find their mesh point to saying, this is what we are, this is how we operate. I noticed a difference in them about two or three weeks ago when we saw and pointed out the line of scrimmage moving together. It wasn't necessarily a popcorn play here and there. It was they were actually you blocking
0: together. Now, you've, been, it, you've been talking about this. I can share with people with me behind the scenes a lot is that you want to see... A lot of what we saw uh, in – where was I just now? Charlotte.
1: Carolina. Yeah. yeah
0: okay. <laughs> um, where that – there's almost like a V formation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where the, the everything just kind of moves in unison. Or if we're going this way, you just see it happen together. Yeah. yeah. And we're seeing that now with this group.
1: You are. And it's, it's good. And like I said, I brought up the play because it's, it's fresh on my mind, the Chooks play where he kind of got uh, long-armed – into the pocket guess what that happens it's okay too i bet it won't happen again as far as it goes, somebody's gonna try it on them but you're starting to see those types of uh types of things and and i guarantee you this dk when you walk into that room now you hear a bunch of cackling and laughing and, and a good time because the big boys know they had a good game
0: right There's no question about that. It's (laughs) almost like everybody looks over there and sees if they're happy. They're happy. It's all right to be happy, everybody. Hey. (laughs) That's exactly how it is. I guess what? That translates throughout the
1: entire building, which is why such an emphasis inside our building on the O-line being good, man. Like you're taught that. You see guys come back all the time, and they tell you that stuff. That's the reason they talk about me or Marquise or Dave or Al or Gil. Like, those stories continue on. I had heard so much about Marvel, and I never met him in my life. Do you understand? Because mm-hmm. it's passed on about what they did before us. I'm sure the, the, the guys in our group, BJ, uh, Finney, and, and, and Chris Hubbard, hated hearing about Willie Cologne and Max yeah. Starks. Yeah. Why? Because those dudes told us those types of things that, that kind of bled down to us. I had never met Red before, okay? Fanica. Yeah. you know how many times I had heard about Fanica?
0: Probably a lot. <laughs> Without even meeting him. I yeah. never
1: met him until probably about year four in the league.
0: Uh, yeah. Just, until he was half of Alan Fanica.
1: You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it takes time, but it's also a culture. Um, and whether that's meaning change after this year, guys actually stepping up and continuing on on. You're right about Coach Meyer, though. Like, this was a new group. This is a new offense. And I'll tell you what. Brand were. new
0: OC. I approached, uh, I actually spoke with every member of the offensive line in Charlotte. And yeah. when I approached James Daniels and asked him just if it, how good this felt, you know, how good did it feel out there? Okay. It's a vague question, but these guys, as you did, you know what I'm asking. Okay. Because it's not a stat driven yeah. position. Okay. How did it feel? And he said, you know what? He said, "Give all the credit to the coaches. They're to, they're the ones who've made this happen. They've worked wow. their tails off to make to make us what you're seeing now." That was from James Daniels. I didn't even use that in my column. Whatever, I probably should have. It's a good line. Yeah, that's a yeah. real good line. I, well, it was a it was a good column that had oh, lots wow. of other good stuff in it.
1: No, it would have <laughs> been a ten out of ten had oh, you no. actually put that in there, DK. What are we doing, man? Oh,
0: I have By a better. Way. Okay, I have a better one then. So. <laughs> That was it from 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 uh, from JD and I, I look over at Chooks. Chooks is sitting there. He always looks miserable, right? He's not. He's not at all a miserable person. It's a no, strange dichotomy with him because he, he I think people think that he is if they don't know him. <laughs> he's a goof. And he yeah, and he's sitting there. Right, right. He's, he's liable to say anything that's that's ridiculous at any given moment. So he's sitting there, and I go, "All right, Chooks, what would you think?" <laughs> I don't know. Hang on a second. I gotta <laughs> do my best best chooks Nigerian accent uh-huh, here. I, I don't I, know. You know uh, I don't know. I see film. I don't know. I don't right now. What do you want me to tell you? I don't just, I, just, what do you want me to say right now? I, I don't know. I don't.
1: <laughs> and what when he does that, he's basically just like he, all right, man. I gave you your answer. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got I got I got stuff to do. Get the hell out of here. You're over here every week asking how we're feeling. Just go do you ever talk to any other positions? Get out of here.
1: <laughs> he's good though. He's such a homie, man. That's my guy
0: uh young chooks man that's, uh, i enjoy him. it's been something watching him grow up too and it and is. by the way we n- we never talk about that right side of the line anymore yeah notice
1: that so, uh, you know what we're not talking about it on the old line that's a good day at
0: the office funny how that works funny yeah. how that works let's do it again tomorrow way,
1: we got the franco what? game
0: this weekend too that's gonna be huge uh christmas eve will be huge yeah. i'm not a franco guy
1: no, well, either no. way, man, they weren't yeah. a patch in everything. That's yeah, big time. Dude. That's a big time play right there.
0: Yeah, I got I got no use for Franco. We can get into that some other day. I'm not a Franco guy at all. But all right, the I, I, I understand movie. the the obviously and respect what the play meant.
1: The significance
0: of it. To say the least. I mean, yeah. to have to have our city attached to the the most famous play. Oh, I gotta make sure I'm forever a DK guy. Whew. Although man. I tell you, I tell you what though. Is that really going to end up being the flukiest play of all time after what just happened to the Patriots? The Patriots. You know? I got a good friend of mine. So. We talked about, like, somebody was like, Marcus Allen. Oh, that was the dumbest thing you'll ever see. Patriots, hold my beer. You know?
1: Hold my beer. You know what?
0: <laughs> Those Patriots fans will now
1: become Dallas Cowboys fans, and they can't wait to Kentucky basketball take over, too, okay? That's and they're probably right. Yankee fans, too, okay? So they got the trifecta in this one. That's right.
0: Let's do another one tomorrow, mode. All right, no doubt. Almost as good as this one.